Hello and welcome to the movie podcast commentary of Home Alone. I, I, <laughs> what what theme song was that though? You know what? I was trying to think of the theme song from like the movie, and I know that it's very like Christmas carol Yeah. Like, oh, this is that's a Christmas carol-y esque sound that I just made. Is it not? I thought it sounded like like a like <laughs> like sounded like a Mr. Loop commercial or something. Like, I don't know what that yeah. was. You know man. What? I haven't seen many Mr. Loop commercials, so I'll have to I'll have to you know hold you on that one. Um, we're watching Home Alone right now on Disney Plus, everybody. So as you are familiar by now, because you've done so many of these wonderful commentaries and you heard our wonderful voices, you know whispering in your ear while we're right beside you as you're trying to enjoy the film anthony will butt in with you know his his comments on the film and daniel will tell us a fun fact about the movie and then i'll probably say something nonsensical so that's the vibe that we're trying to create we're trying to create the most annoying experience for you when you watch a film and i think that's what christmas is all about i think think, you know um we're releasing this on december 18th which puts us literally a week away from Christmas. So hopefully mm. you'll get to watch this and watch home alone with us because it's on TV all day long. Um, you'll be able to watch home alone and enjoy it. Like we're there in the room with you. Just make sure you're watching it either from a DVD or if you own it or on Disney plus, because if you watch it with commercials, I'll be honest with you. What we we're saying is not going to make sense. Yeah, it already won't make sense, but it's yeah. going to make even less sense. Exactly. And you know what? What we should also do is let the audience know what we would have done in this situation if we were the wet bandits or if we were Kevin. Ah, how would we take Kevin down? Shoot Honestly, him. I think I think yeah, I think <laughs> the lack of guns in this movie is what is what's holding them back. Was it shot in Canada? Like what's going on here? Yeah, no shot in here. Chicago. <laughs> they, they got enough yeah, of guns. guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, they do, they do. Woo-hoo. Shout out to Chicago. Um so yeah, when if you guys are all good with it, I think it's safe to say that we can probably start recording in a few, or unless you guys have anything you want to add? No, I think no. we're ready to go. Ready to count it down when you are, Shay. All right. Let's do this. Three. Oh, sorry, just to be on the clear side. At one we hit play. Yes. All right. Okay. You guys ready? I don't think one second's gonna be like the major difference. Listen, well, so man. You, you want me to say three, two, one, go, or do you want me to say three, two, one? We'll, we'll go you, on. You, one. you do what you do best, Shay. <laughs> so Let's go. We're gonna go three. We're gonna go on one. So count down from three, and we'll go. We'll hit play on one. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. Ah, uh, it started from the end. Uh, <laughs> oh shoot! We're watching Tenet. We're watching it backwards. Oh, here we go. Hey. Twentieth century. Another twentieth century Fox film. It says twentieth century Fox. They didn't remove it. But also, it's funny because when we did Die Hard, same studio that did that, but it was a lot less stretched this time around. Yes, yes, yeah. a lot less stretched. I wonder who also. Uh, did shout out to John Hughes because John Hughes, as we all know, brilliant writer and director. He any any of the best eighties films, he's attached to it. He's really cemented and carved out that decade as you know. I think feeling like like. He ha- he's left his imprint on that, and you know he he was gone. He left this world too soon because I think he he had only better films to come. So That's true. you know what's funny? I'm I'm reading uh, Ready Player Two, and they there's a huge sequence that they go to this world where it's just John Hugh John Hughes movies, and they all interact. Oh, wow. They have that'd be amazing. Like 16, I wonder if we'll yeah, ever sixteen see candles that. and and um. 
Ferris Bueller and Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink. Yes, Pretty in Pink. And then there's the other one. What's the other one? Um. Oh, there's tons, man. Weird science. Weird science. All those kids. Well, what's the what's the other one with the Breakfast Club? Breakfast Breakfast Club. Club. Yes. Yeah. So the huge part of that story is is Hughes, and they actually mentioned Home Alone. Oh, and wow. it's funny, he also wrote one of my other favorite Christmas films, uh, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, uh-huh. which we saw doing pretty well in our Christmas bracket. So mm-hmm. make sure you're, you're following us on Instagram at The Movie Podcast to uh, vote and participate in that Christmas bracket. For sure. Now, here's Joe Pesci off the set of uh, Goodfellas, I believe. You know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, Christopher Columbus directed this. Correct. And uh, he went on to direct Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And of course, Miss Doubtfire. Miss Doubtfire, he did the Goonies. Yeah, he's yeah. he's another one who really left his mark, I think, more in the early side of his career with his films. Yes, he's not doing anything crazy now. What's no. the last film that he did? Like, did, he do, did he do Pixels? I he, feel like he did he Pixels. He did some silly stuff recently, yeah. Uh, to be more precise, he did the Christmas Chronicles Part 2. Okay, which is just... Uh, he was the producer on that one, I believe, yeah. yeah. Uh, as a director, though, the last thing he did... Actually, he directed that, too, and then he did Pixels before that. Yeah, he did. Damn. I remember he did Pixels, and I was like, why did yeah. you do this? And then he did Mr. Percy Columbus. Jackson, and then I Love You, Beth Cooper. I just called him Mr. Columbus, by the way, because well, I was going Mr. and Christopher at the same time. Well, you know what? That's what his mom calls him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about Macaulay Culkin? Well, I think he's a—he's just a straight-up angel, you know. He's just a doll. <laughs> he did not age well, though. Yeah, he did not age well. I'm pretty uh, bummed out that he never—they really didn't continue acting or become like that actor that we expected him to be. But I guess yeah. that was the expectation for for kids, and he yeah. probably child actors back then, right? Got out of it. Child actors. Did, uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say he did. Um, a really scary movie called The Good Son. Yes. After this, have you guys seen that? Yes. It's a yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a messed up movie, man. But I I really like um, one of my favorites by him is Richie Rich. Yes, great one. Yeah, and The Page Master is also a great film too. Uh, you know, in Michael Jackson's um, Black or White, Black or White. He's great in that as <laughs> and well too. I always know? like to cry when I watch My Girl. So. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. He does come from a family of actors, right? So his, yeah. his brothers are are I, I would say they've done more roles than he has. Yeah, yeah. And I thought you were gonna. I thought you were referring to his family in this film. And oh, I thought no. you were gonna say he does come from a family of assholes. I'm like, yes, it's also very true. Because <laughs> family sucks. Every That's time I watch this, hard, though. I'm like, which one is which? Who's the brother? Who's the sister? There's so many kids yeah. in this house. Lazy competent. Oh, like, ah, oh, I'm <laughs> I hate that. But I think something that John Hughes does so well throughout all of his films is he writes child actors like they're adults. Yes. So, like, they don't, you never hear, like, kid talk from them. They, they have, like, this weird old soul mentality and also just, like, just maturity to them where it's just outrageous hearing what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Pesci's face is—he's <laughs> just watching this kid like have a temper tantrum. 
I just love that Pesci couldn't swear in this movie because it was a family movie. So he just does that racket, racket, racket <laughs> when he's trying to swear. He sounds like basically every villain in like the Scooby Doo cartoons. <laughs> you know what's funny? Joe Pesci deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on yeah. set because he wanted Culkin to think he was mean. I'm like, just yes. watch one of his movies. He's pretty mean in all of them. So I don't think Macaulay was allowed to watch his films. Oh yeah. If he can be friends with Michael Jackson, he can watch <laughs> a Joe Pesci film. Man, Buzz is just such a dick to Kevin. 100%. But it's so funny, though, too. Like, <laughs> I would share better with you if you were growing on my ass. Like, jeez, man. Did this, the neighbor, always scare you? Because he did. He scared me. Yeah. I mean, he was the shovel slayer, right? So. Every every Home Alone has like some weird side character that has either you know a history of violence or they're 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 almost like they're nomads of, of sorts. Yeah, like seriously. the lady with um, the pigeon lady. Pigeons. Do you guys prefer Home Alone one or Home Alone two? I one. like two because it's uh, it's in New York and it's a huge environment for him to to like. Make a ruckus, right? And I and used- did you say one, Shay? Sorry, what was that? Did you say one or did you say two? For me, it, it, it's one. One, one, like I, you know, I, I compare them to like the Godfather films, right? I mean, one is classic. This is where it's all started. And then two is like great film as well, and it's different. Uh, but I feel like it's the same formula as one. But I still, I think two. I could rewatch more, uh, mostly because Tim Curry is in it, and he's just his character just kills me in it. Also, I would say like the abandoned house is a better like setup for his better setup for his uh oh pizza dude for his uh, uh Uber Eats coming to uh little drop little off teasers, the little Nero. <laughs> Isn't and the that, jockey um, um, the jockey statue like? I don't know if you've grown up or you remember people having them on their their lawns, but wasn't it like a racist form? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me though. Yeah, because I, I also just noticed that Joe Pesci's uh, tie clip is a gun. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never noticed that before. No, never by. It's also really weird that. You know, he's a cop, but he's been in there for a while now, and he's just kind of standing there. Yeah, no one's acknowledging yeah, him. No one's really saying anything to him. Also, that's a lot of pizza. It is. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Did he die? He yeah, did die, yeah. 2017. Oh. Yeah, I totally forgot. I also use the line, uh, another day in the trenches, which is a line that they use in Home Alone 2. I use that in my day-to-day life. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he's used it with us. That's Just true. another day in the trenches, which yeah. I never got, got as a kid, but then I realized growing up, oh, he means like, you know, another day going to war, doing right. what you do, if it was your job or whatever. But <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> 
Funny thing is, the fridge that's in this house, um, I used to have in my house. It wasn't black, it was oh, white, but it's the same exact fridge. So, oh, it's not the same exact fridge. Well, it's the same. It's not the, the color is different. You know, you get like a blue car or a white car. Right. The way Buzz eats pizza just really oh, grosses some- me out, you know? In Fuller here. <laughs> you guys notice that Kevin's ticket also gets uh, destroyed in the scene as well? Yes. I didn't notice that until, out. obviously, until... Uh, you I think know, it was like a BuzzFeed article or something came around. Kind of, there we go. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, but like, why Why are the passports and food there? Look, he throws out his passport right there. And Kevin's That's ticket. It. He throws that, yeah. Catherine O'Hara. Canadian icon. Canadian icon. I always love when uh, there's uh, that that like <laughs> viral tweets that go around like, oh, just realize that uh, Catherine O'Hara from Home Alone is the same lady who's in Shit's Creek. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Duh. Ron Weasley's there, which is good to know. Like, if my brother <laughs> no. called my kid a jerk, I would knock him the fuck out. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, who, who, don't ever talk to my kid like that. Yeah, that's my kid. I can call him a jerk. Not you. Yeah. Look what you did, you little jerk. Like, shut up, Uncle Frank. Piece of shit. Is he dead? Is Uncle Frank dead? I hope Uncle Frank's dead. Like, the character, <laughs> not the actor. You, I hope he's dead. You know, we gotta edit that part out where you said the actor, not the not the character. <laughs> uh, let's see. I wanna, I wanna find out for you guys right Wait, now. Wait, I, I said the character, not the actor, right? Who knows? Oh, Uncle Frank is still alive, you know? Damn it. Uh. Oh, wait, the actor or the character? Uh, the character died in a bus fire, but the uh, actor is still alive. Okay, good. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, do you guys have a history with any of the other Home Alone films? I, I remember seeing three in theaters. Yes, no, I saw three I've never, in theaters. I've never seen uh, three. And then uh, three was the last one that John Hughes was attached to. He did the screenplay for it, but... Uh, the other the other ones like there's like home alone four and it's like the plots just get crazier and crazier and crazier i have never seen anything past three and i don't think like i if, ever will if i told you the plot like we do that what's the plot on our show on the movie podcast if you if i told you the plot for home alone four you wouldn't believe me no i wouldn't let me let me read you the plot for home alone four Peter McAllister, who is Kevin's father, who is finalizing a divorce from his wife, Kate, announces to their children, Buzz, Megan, and Kevin, that he and his wealthy girlfriend, Natalie Calban, are hosting a visit of a royal family at their mansion and invites them to spend Christmas there. <laughs> after, three initially, after the three initially refuse, Kevin accepts the offer after being bullied by Buzz, who was supposed to be at the movies with his friends, and reveals... Um, and revels in the mansion's luxuries. Like, what? Wait, what is happening? What? So they divorce. It, they he, divorce. They have a royal family coming over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not was, making that up, though. It was direct to TV, I believe. It was It was a... Uh, oh, it was direct to the dumpster. Yeah, it was <laughs> part of the wonderful world of Disney. Yeah, and I found Disney Plus as well. Yeah, I don't think anyone wanted to watch it, and anyone should have watched it. No. When I when I signed into Disney Plus a couple of weeks ago, and I looked at the Home Alone catalog, Collection. I'm like, oh, okay, there's only three. 
I know of the third one. So there's a four. There's a fourth one. I'm like, when did this come out? And then they're probably uh, making a fifth one. They're making. I think uh, Ryan Reynolds is working on one, right? Like a R-rated Home Alone. I don't think we need that, but okay. I think we already have R-rated Home Alone. It's called Die Hard. Yeah, there you go. Well, he wasn't alone, was he? He was in a building with a lot of people. Yeah, but on the floors that he was on, he was alone. He was die hard alone, you know? Mm. Very sad. Um, Also, shout out to the days of us having alarm clocks. Yeah, seriously. And again, like that was like, it's such a silly thing when you think about it. It's like, oh yeah, if the power went out, which I feel like the power went out a lot more growing up. Yes. uh, You would wake up, you're like, oh, all the clocks are blinking 12. Why? I'm like, oh, because the power went out. It's like, it's just, it's like one of those like things I feel if you were to tell kids today, they'd be like, Okay, when did you grow up in the pioneer days? Yeah, I guess now with power being put underground, you don't really get a lot of power outages above ground unless you're in right. like, the city. The I think I've, like, I think in my house, like I've been living here now seven years, and I've had I think one or two power outages, maybe, and it was yeah. due to like construction that was happening in the area. That's it, right? Yeah. Why were they going to France, by the way? I don't know, man. So here's another thing. When while reading Ready Player Two, a lot of John uh, Hughes uh, movies, the parents always go to Europe. So it must be like this rich white thing that they do. I think it definitely yeah, is. It could be. But in, in two, they where where were they going? Uh, Florida, Florida, which they ended up in Cuba, or. What? <laughs> no, they didn't end up in Cuba. They ended up no, no. in Florida. They ended up in Florida. Kevin ended up in... <laughs> Imagine if Kevin went to Cuba instead of New York. <laughs> during during the, uh, the embargo that they had? Oh, God. <laughs> Man, that would be a good plot for a Home Alone 5. Kevin gets sent to Cuba instead. <laughs> Stuck behind enemy lines. God. Do you know that uh, Macaulay Culkin's uh, stunt double was a 30-year-old man? Oh my gosh! Yeah, like like a small person. Yeah, interesting. Like, well, I don't know if he was a small person, but it just says he was uh, a thirty-year-old man who was very short. Got you. No, there's no small uh, people. Only small actors. You know. Oh damn! No small roles. Also, um, we're going to be heading to some pre-9-11 airport uh, now, where it's like, just arrive at the airport, like, nothing's happening, you can just get on a plane. It's true. 100%. We've ran to this airport the same way. It's true. I'm like, Shay, let's run, and you're like, Daniel, our stopover is for three hours, we don't have to run. Okay, yeah. (laughs) How much do you think this trip cost him? He paid for every single person's ticket. Yeah, that's and they're going to France. <sighs> and and uh, him and his wife were first class. Yeah, so that's like what, and, and five thousand uh, dollars there. Uh, so ten thousand. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and a brother-in-law, right? He was in yeah, first and class. Mm. He's wearing a Burberry jacket. This is the first time I've ever seen like a Burberry jacket. I'm like, 
Well, what's that also, pattern? They can pick whatever seats they want. That's so interesting. Yeah. They're just I just what does do you know what do we know what he does? Because he's just rich beyond rich. I don't know. White people always had interesting jobs in the in the nineties. But and, and that's the thing, you know, like it's like one of those things in the movies you didn't think about it when you just thought like, yes, this is what a, a family is like. You just make bank and we're like, Yeah, that's not how it is. No. Well you realize that. And I guess that was the the um expectations in Hollywood to yeah. to imagine what a normal american life would look like yeah traveling going places because like technically like i feel like this movie was made today kevin would be a spoiled rich kid but even though kevin is technically a rich kid you never get that he's a spoiled rich kid in this he's not rich you rich he's still just he's just kevin McAllister. you know like look at this kitchen it's huge that's that's just a 90s ass kitchen right there you know, um, a lot of this house was actually just made in a high school gym. So there's a there's a Netflix show called The Movies That Made Us, and they have one on Home Alone, and they basically showed that all the internals of this house were done inside this giant gymnasium in Chicago when they were shooting. So this isn't actually inside that house. <laughs> Sorry if I just ruined the magic for anybody listening. A little bit. Now, one thing that it's movie I, I magic. it's movie magic. Another movie magic. Uh, many of the shots that focus on Kevin in the beginning of the movie are filmed from above his head, making him seem small and helpless. Ah, and at the it. end of the movie, Kevin is mostly shot from below, making him seem taller and more confident. That's a, what, these are things that you just you don't notice. Like yeah, it, uh, it's really smart though. Yeah. But, like, as a filmmaker, I know that you shoot from below to make someone look tall Bigger. and strong. Yeah. But you can shoot mm-hmm. from, from above to make them look small. And, but, like, things like this, you just never notice in the film. No. Um, it's, it's interesting you say that, though, because, like, even if you, like, look throughout history, and I think back to, like, I just remember learning this in, like, one of my history classes, it's like, all of the footage of Hitler that you see, it's all from the bottom. He looks so, like, imposing and large, larger than life. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I did not expect us to do a Hitler drop during this. Listen, man, we go, we go just, where the film takes us. This film I took just us didn't, to Hitler. Just didn't think, you know. I, you know what? I'm now going to be on Hitler watch for every single commentary we do. Uh, you know, God, by the way, twenty twenty two minutes into the review, twenty three <laughs> the commentary, we got our we got our Hitler so. well, first Hitler drop. I yeah. was reading an I article see. today in Time Magazine or just online, and they were talking about like. Um, methamphetamines during oh, the war, during World war II, <laughs> and how the German army used it to push their soldiers to go harder and stronger. Do you think that what, that's what Kevin is using in this film to win? He's using methamphetamines? I think so. I mean, he might. He had a lot of money, right? So as a rich kid, he could afford it. He had access. He had access for sure. He did have access. Also, a lot of mannequins in this basement, not too sure why. Not too sure why either. Also, I didn't have like oh, like no, actually I did, but my basement was always like never like this. It was never had like a <laughs> giant furnace. I've never seen a furnace like that. Maybe in a school, but like yeah, uh, I think at the, the Titanic had a furnace like that. I think it's so. Like a spider, <laughs> it's like a big tarantula. Oh, they had a trunk there that had like a sticker from Cairo on it. So 
Definitely a traveling family. Definitely. So a funny fact on the uh, the furnace, the evil furnace in the basement was done by two guys with fishing line and flashlights. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> but it's so scary, though. Great, great shot here. I made my family disappear. I don't think he says it like that, though. I think he said, like, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Also, Uncle Frank's look what you did, you little jerk, is so much aggr- so much more aggressive here. Yeah. <laughs> look at all looking down at him. Look what you did, you little jerk. Like how do they make these fade in? Like I just don't get it. I mean, they didn't that's have technology the- back then. I mean, if they could, if they could do a T one thousand, I think they can do that. Yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, but like you th- again, you think about just like the way these films were made back then, right? Like I was watching, um, they released this behind the scenes of like Empire Strikes Back, and you see like George Lucas like cutting it, and I'm just like, man, like imagine having to edit a full like these masterpiece films that we know from that era, from like the seventies, eighties, nineties, and like yeah, this wasn't done digitally; these were all done on these like. Cutting film and all of that, like what? That's like that's intense. Right, right, right. Yeah, we have it. We have it really easy now to to cut stuff together. Maybe too easy. Yeah, I always I always found it weird the way Kevin said that. I feel like they I felt like they recorded that like as ADR because like I'll save these for later. It's like you just it's like he's reading a line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Buzz's girlfriend was actually a boy, and they had him dressed up as in makeup. Yeah, crazy, eh? I think he was like the set designer's son or something like that. Poor kid. (laughs) He'll always be attached to that memory. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you guys have one of these, like a laundry shoot or whatever? Oh, I thought no. you were going to say gun. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> I, had, I had a pellet gun. No, my, my parents would let me have a pellet gun. And honestly, I never like asked for one, but like, because I, I knew they would never allow it either. I think I, in my family, you're, you're raised with a pellet gun. That way, you know. Oh, wow. I wonder if the, the pellet world. gun was like homage to a Christmas story. Could be. Could be. Because this movie looks very similar to a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. It actually, the cinematographer based the whole look of the film to replicate that movie. Right, because it definitely has that, like, that fuzzy, warm feeling mm-hmm. to it. You know? As also, kid- I thought this was a real film for the, yeah, my entire me- time growing up. 100%. Man, that's a lot of ice cream, though. Yeah, and, oh, I always saw that growing up, and I'm like, man, that must taste good, but... Now we it, know. Now we know. It's funny though, like as an adult, like we could have ice cream anytime we want, but mm. we don't. I had ice cream, not gonna lie, an hour ago. Yeah, I had an, I had an ice cream cake a couple hours ago. Mm. So it kind of seems like uh, we're having ice cream more often than we did as kids. No, but I'm but I'm saying like <laughs> I I had it, but I could have it every day if I wanted to, but I don't. That's how you know you're an adult. It makes me sad.
You filthy animals. They should make a movie of this movie. They should. Don't give them an idea, they will. They Oh, they probably definitely will. Come to Disney Plus next year. Hollywood will make that movie. It's crazy that they haven't realized he's not there. No one has realized <laughs> he's not there. Like your own kids. Come on. Like I, I can't even imagine like having a kid and then not knowing where they are. Like they would be near me every single moment. That was like my main priority. Yeah. I think we just know like from our own parents, it's like like whenever like you see like a kid walking behind their parents, I'm like, no, they have to walk in front of you so you can see them just in case there's someone takes them. Or they get left home alone in Chicago. Who knows? Have you guys ever ridden first class on an airplane? Not yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah. Like I went to sh- uh, uh, to Mexico first class, but it didn't look like this. But Shay must have. Shay, you have a story? Um, yeah. When when I was a kid, um, my grandpa he like the, the job that he had required him to travel a lot as well. So we would go with him, uh, and his tickets would all be paid for, and they'd usually be first class. So that that was pretty much how we used to to sit. Um, but it wasn't like that all the time. Like sometimes the first class was pretty much like coach, but like nicer. Yeah. I remember oh. I uh, took my mom one time to Chicago as like a gift for her birthday yeah. and they upgraded us to first class, but it was kind of like what I guess Anthony's experience was just very normal, but like nicer service. Yeah. Also, there's no way Kevin would have gone through that door he without would have died. He went so cleanly through it when the door was not uh, centered perfectly. Yeah, yeah. he would have died. Again, this film does not, would not work in modern day with technology and everything. It just wouldn't, you can't, you can't do it like you could do it in the 90s. No, no. That's such a crux of like today's films and like plots, like and the narrative can so like in the early two thousands it was like no service or batteries dying yeah and like nowadays you can't even do that yeah and whenever I see it in a film where it's like oh their reception's gone or their battery's dead I'm just like really like that's <laughs> that's your out right now yeah that's why you don't make movies that take place in the present and take place during these times yeah or so even just like even if you do don't make like don't use technology in that way that it will just totally eliminate the whole plot of your film do you guys remember that Chris so Evans movie uh, Cellular what'd you say the, do you guys remember that Chris Evans movie uh, Cellular yeah yeah it's a good movie it's fun it's stupid god I haven't thought about that movie in so long yeah now funny thing about Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern they felt indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting so the attention gave <laughs> over the top performances, neither one of them believing this movie would become a massive success. And this movie, um, I think, made $477 million. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It's the highest grossing comedy so um, at that time in, wow. in movie history. Can you believe that? And that's what really, like, at least for, for um, Joe Pesci to be known widely that brought him out because he was always like that gangster and he would do those Scorsese films and yes he was award winning but like I wouldn't know him because I wouldn't watch any of his movies because I couldn't right, right. 
but i think it's that thing where it's like oh like this is a kids movie but you're also going to have a way to get the adults enjoy it too. Cause yeah. I think this film, like, I think like what we said, this was one of the films that, uh, Shay, I remember, uh, two or three years ago, maybe two years ago when we were, were doing like a, this time with video and we were talking about home alone and we'd say like, this is a film that like transcends language. It transcends generations, transcends age because you don't really need to hear what's going on. You just could, understand it and i think also having recognizable faces in it helps kind of get maybe the older crowd in it and it also um will get younger kids interested in maybe what uh, these other actors have done you know that's true my non-english speaking grandmother loves this movie and asks for it to be put on all the time because again it's it again it transcends language Stop being scared, Kevin. Don't be a little bitch. Get out there and fight. Also, beds never had that much space. Dude, I, I was about to say, like, I never had a bed that you could, like, easily clear yeah. underneath. No. It was, like, so low to the ground. So, the role of Marv was written specifically for Daniel Stern in mind. But Michael Richards, a.k.a. Kramer, was also considered for the part. Oh, wow. It, it looks yeah, like a Kramer that. type of role, too. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Initially, they had a lot more scenes with the family, uh, and you know they would cut back to Kevin every once in a while, but uh, test audiences wanted more Kevin than the family, so they cut out a lot of scenes. Yeah, and I think this the family scenes are also the ones that you see get cut when you watch this on TV. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, like the the bread and butter of this film is all is all Kevin and the Wet Bandits. So anything yeah. other than that, you're just like, oh, I don't care about this story, unless unless it's Catherine O'Hara coming back. Her and John Candy are also fantastic together. So mm-hmm. also SCTV alumni from the '70s together here in Toronto. It's true. Okay, relax, Kevin. That's like Jennifer Love Hewitt in uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. (laughs) That's exactly like how I looked when I got my PS5. (laughs) That's that's what I did to the poor uh, (laughs) driver who brought their package. Screamed right in their face. Hey, they dropped the title of the film. Ah, damn. Roll credits. Also, what buttons does she have in front of her? Like, what are... <laughs> like, it looks so, like... I, I think, yeah, one of them is, like, uh, you know, room service. Yeah. Hey, it's Mr. Henkel from uh, Friends. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. I always feel bad sometimes because, like, there's a lot of actors in these films where at the time they're like, oh, it's this person. They're, they're from this thing. And it's like, you lose that 
with newer generations watching, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, title title again. Damn. Don't they have like a family friend they can call? You would think, or a like neighbor. a friend, or well, neighbor. neighbor. I know that they mentioned that the neighbors were going to like you know Europe, different places as well. But come on, like there's got to be somebody. <laughs> Love Catherine O'Hara so much. Yeah, just just what would <laughs> not scare a kid? A cop coming to the door. Does the phone line? Oh, the phone line doesn't work. Is that? Is yeah, that, the phone line is done. It's but gone. there's electricity in the house. Electricity in the house because they said they got that sorted, but like the phone lines went down. They said at the beginning, so that's why um, they cannot call. I don't I, like. I can't believe the phone lines would be down for like twenty four hours. That's like. But it's I'll also let, Christmas season, they said. So, like, oh, it'll take us a couple of days to sort through this. That's crazy. Not, not, to, not to say that it's not a a silly excuse. I'm just saying, like, that's what they tried to set up, and you're just like, but is that the only way we could t- contact this kid? Yeah. So what would you do if you are in Paris and your son is at home alone, uh, no one to call? Like, what would you do? I would go see the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> um, and then I'd probably get him something nice, you know, as a nice little gift. I paid, a lot a of money trip. I paid a lot of money for this trip. This kid you know? is going to be fine. Come on. It's the nineties. Something bad happened in the nineties. The LA riots were pretty bad. I mean, but yes, he's in Chicago, Chicago though. And we all know Chicago, Chicago riots super safe bad. even today. Um Yeah, you know, I, I think like what's the worst that could happen to him? Criminals sure try and rob the house. <laughs> you know? You got you got two other kids, they'll be fine. That's why it's important to teach kids how to like cook at a young age. You must eat so you don't die. Yes, just in case, you know? Yeah. Also, do you guys use spray on deodorant like that? No. no. I don't okay, use deodorant. Good. Oh, wow. I just have a naturally good smell, you know? That's good. Thanks, man. I feel like I, sh- I don't know why I shared that on this commentary today. I mean, we've gone through Hitler, we've gone through methamphetamine, so now we just got to go through our uh, bodily... We take uh, care of ourselves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, this this shelf just looks like a giant dust collector, you know? Oh, yeah. There's no... Or these little Chosky's, you know? Buzz cleans any of this. Oh, my yeah, god! that tarantula? Oh, he's dead. There's no way he's coming to- alive from that. 
Something similar happened to me, but the shell fell backwards on me. But oh, that's all okay? I'll say about that. Yeah, well, I'm I'm here now, but I'm not okay. No, but I noticed you have been missing a lot of pinky toes. <laughs> Was it related or uh, unrelated event? Also, why? I'm sorry. If you have a pet tarantula, like I I can't trust you as a human being or a pet snake. Yeah, any reptile really. You know. I think Anthony has a pet lizard. I don't have any of those. I'm sure you do, man. You probably have like yeah, a but what? Don't you have a, a, a pet lizard? That's not a lizard that you have a pet of? What is that? A dog? I have a dog. Oh, okay. Dog. Sorry. It, it looks like a lizard sometimes. First of all, Marv, you got to use gloves, man. You're going to have fingerprints everywhere. Haven't you seen yeah. CSI? I also don't get, like, when, when there's robbers taking stuff, like, why do they take just, like, the most random shit you would think? I, I get they're supposed to be bad robbers, but, like, he's filling his bag up with just, like, random-ass shit. Like, and it's probably breaking. Oh, look, I found some information. Um, oh, so they did try calling the neighbor here. The novelization written by... Todd Strasser gives away some details not revealed in this movie, notably the name of Buzz's pet tarantula as Axel, while Peter's job is given as a successful businessman and Kate is a fashion designer, somewhat explaining mannequins in the basement. The two sewing machines and the money that is used to buy for pizza in the movie and used to order room service by Kevin in Home Alone 2. Yeah, really cool. So that kind of answers the question of jobs and where they got their money. Hmm. I wonder if he named his tarantula Axel like because of Beverly Hills Cops. And I'm trying to think like what was popular at that time. Axel Rose, maybe? Oh, uh, Axel Rose as well, too. That's what I assumed. Either way, don't buy a tarantula. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I've had this idea for a short film. Well, that's a great shot with the bloody hand there. I've had this idea for like a short film that I, I want us to make where it's like when the shopkeeper yells like, hey, stop that boy. And it's the guy who chases him. I think that like you could you could do like an SNL skit or something where this this kid is like like devastated how we let this little kid go and like has ruined his whole life after that. I think mm-hmm, that could be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right here. Jimmy, this kid, he made it his mission to catch this kid and he didn't. And I want to see, I want to know what happened to Jimmy. I'm pretty confident that uh, the shopkeeper took him to the back and, you know, old yeller, you know, Damn. this one in the back of the head. That's it. Like there's no cop that's going to like chase a kid for a toothbrush. No, <laughs> This is Chicago, man. He's like, he took a toothbrush? Like, good. (laughs) She just shoots Kevin, too? (laughs) God. I think nowadays that's what would happen. Yeah. Probably. Um, Another thing, going back to the scene inside the the store, why did the old dude just slam his hand on the counter like that? (laughs) It was a bit much. And it was bloody and shit. I'm like, what what did they do? You know, but I I guess... Like, I don't know if, if they were trying to like make it that it's like through Kevin's perspective, so it was a lot scarier than it was. But like, 
that shot always scared me. I'm like, man, what, why does he have bloody hands? You know, I, I grew up, I went like, I grew up in a Catholic school. I'm like, why does he have holes in his hands? Like Jesus, why? Like I need to know what the story was that happened here. I was um, looking at some ye old fun facts for this film as we all are. Um, and I love, there was one that I saw that, uh, Catherine O'Hara said in 2014 that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm a clown? Like, I amuse you? I think this is like a reverse shot here when they're about to hit him because they get really close to his face and I feel like it's reversed because it also looks a little strange. I'll let you guys uh, right here. Like that was reversed, right? You think it seems Probably, like it. Yeah. it looks like it was reversed. I think that's what they weren't going to throw a car at this kid. Yeah, he's not method enough. Anthony says that to kids, too, I've heard him say. He does. Yeah, that's the line that you can't see anymore. Did anyone in your neighborhood ever have like a manger scene set up? Yeah, I've seen them yeah. before, like pretty big ones. Oh, okay, cool. You haven't seen them? Uh, but I, 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 as a kid, I did. Like, I, I lived in a very white neighborhood. Um, but now, not, not so much. No, I wouldn't say now, but like in the past, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like back in like the eighties and nineties, I feel like when Christmas decorations were a lot more uh, elaborate. Elaborate and like over the, over the top, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I would see them more. Like I see them some places, like maybe small things. And uh, did you? They should have kept this look for for Kevin. You know, mm-hmm. the shepherd Kevin look. Did you guys notice? Like every house has like this twenty foot Santa. Like everyone has this inflatable Santa. It's like the trend this year to have an. Oh, on your this front. year. This year, yes. Uh no, I haven't noticed. I saw, yeah, I saw one of my friends 
uh, was coming home and she was posting on an Instagram story that everybody on her street has these giant Santas. So I'm like, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. a trend. Do you think you guys can set this up if you were home alone? The drawstrings and... No, I, I wouldn't be able to pull this off. It's pretty elaborate. Even for a kid, but, you know, you never know. It's very elaborate for a kid. I'm impressed. That's why, that's why he's Kevin McAllister, you know? Like, he's just, he knows what to do. If Kevin was, well, we'll say if, if, if Kevin grew up, what would he, what would his job be? What do you think he would be doing right now? A drug dealer. Damn. <laughs> um, honestly, I would see, I could see him being like the CEO of like a major bank. I feel like uh, Uncle Frank is like a diddler, you know? Oh, <laughs> God, yeah, Uncle Frank sure. Uncle Frank would have definitely been taken down. Yeah, he would have been on the news for sure. Yeah, he's just got diddler vibes. Okay, relax, buddy. Hmm. It's so, so funny what he looks like now. He doesn't look the same. Who, Macaulay Culkin or Buzz? Buzz. Even like Macaulay, just these characters, these kids, they grow up and they look so different. Macaulay looks like himself though, but like yeah. not aged well, you know? Because he has a baby face, so now his baby yeah. face is aged. So it looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he and he also went through like a rougher patch to Macaulay. So like he did. He he looks older than when he is. Yes. Yeah. What's interesting too is what we didn't we didn't talk about at the beginning of this is that Home Alone turned thirty this week. It did. You know, so it's like it's it's older. You know. Yeah. It definitely. And, uh, obviously, we've all we all have memories growing up with this film. I was just curious, like, what was your experience with this movie growing up? This movie came out November tenth, nineteen ninety. So, it's it's thirty years old this year. Unreal. What wow. so like? Anthony, what's your like story with this film growing up? Well, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I watched it either in 1990 or 91. I would say when November 19, I didn't go to the theater to watch it. I know that, so it must have been the year after. Uh, my first experience was like the VHS, pop it in. I think it was bought for me for Christmas. Um. And I enjoyed it. Like I, I always put it on as a kid because I envisioned myself as Kevin and like, oh man, I want to do all those things he did because he's my age. And, and I exactly. think we were roughly the same age. 
he was six, uh, maybe he's a little older, eight, eight, nine. I was six, seven. Yeah. But so you weren't uh, far off. He's born in he's born in nineteen eighty, so he's he's a little bit older than you. Well, five years older than me, I guess. Yeah. 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 But it's it's interesting though, like that you say that because it's like uh this film does this film is does such a good job, as we said, to kind of appeal to all ages. But at the end of the day, it's something that it's a kid's movie, but it doesn't like insult you that it's a kid's movie. Right. Like that a lot I feel like there's a lot of movies that are made for kids nowadays that are just so ridiculous, where I think this film holds up so well for all ages that no matter if you are a five-year-old kid watching or an adult, you're going to get something from it. Yeah, especially for the fact that, you know, kids, to them nowadays, this movie is like a, like considered an old movie. Like, literally, to them, it's like, oh, you make me want to watch Gone with the Wind? Yeah, basically. Uh, but kids today still love it. You know, to them, it's just more like a, whoa, he couldn't go on Google? And for us, it's like, we didn't have it. Yeah, but I also like. I think we we still like again not like to age ourselves, but we like even though the internet was around when we were growing up, it didn't really, it wasn't like the omnipresent thing like it is today. Exactly. So we still had that like childhood ish. Oh it was yeah. like innocence, uh, right? We had that yeah. innocence of like not having that that lifeline, that connection to everything, the in, the instantaneous information. Yeah, and even video games, you had to play with your friend physically like, yeah. beside you. You know, you'd, you'd have your buddies over, play N64, PS1, you know, you just kind of have them oh, there. With him, uh, it was still NES, probably. With Anthony? It was With NES. Kevin, I think it was like yeah. NES still, SNES yeah. was probably. With Anthony, was still, I think like, it was like Atari. Atari, I never had Atari. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie, this movie reminds me a lot of my grandparents. Like uh, Shay, you mentioned earlier, uh, just reminds me a lot of my grandparents watching it with them and having the cassette, watching on cassette, I remember the big deal it was that I bought it from, um, on DVD. I Ooh. bought it at, uh, at a mall in Mississauga, Square One, at this store. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, it was like this DVD store. Music World? No, it wasn't Music World. It was like a movie store. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember it was, yeah, it was downstairs. Yeah, it was downstairs. It was called like Hollywood yes, something. Yes. It was called like Hollywood something. And I remember buying the dvd of it and back then dvds were so expensive so expensive it was like this movie was like 34.99 to buy just the first one it was just like a plain ass dvd that would be two dollars in a bargain bin now but yeah it was such a big deal when it came out on dvd and uh i just have such good memories like this is like the quintessential like christmas movie that you have to watch every year i think yeah what about you shay yeah, yeah, same here with me. I think, uh, you know, growing up, um, man, we used to watch this movie all the time growing up, like Christmas or not. Like, this is a movie that was pretty much always just kind of on because, again, when I was growing up, my grandparents they needed to watch things that they could understand that I could also appreciate. And this was one of those films where it made everybody in the house happy. And, and I think yep. no matter how many times you watch it, even today, you still laugh at the same things. And, and not many movies or even TV shows can still do that. I think when I look back at it, you know, we watch shows like friends or Seinfeld or even the Simpsons, those kind of shows really keep that going. That, that, that laughter is still present and still hits you. And right. I think home alone is also one of those movies that does the same thing. It's, it's also funny too. Cause like, I think the music as well is so iconic from this so movie. Iconic. And you think like, man, like this is John Williams who again, 
who scored the biggest films of the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s to this day. And it's like he scored like this film, which when you again, when you think about it, this wasn't a big film at the time, right? Like this right. wasn't like a, a big like blockbuster film. This was a small Christmas movie and it just it just turned into this global phenomenon that everybody knows this film. Yeah, exactly that. And I think Macaulay Culkin uh, doesn't get enough credit for just how like um, how he just comes off. He plays off that just his persona so well that he doesn't seem like a, like an annoying like brat. He just he has like that smoothness to him. Like Anthony said, like we always kind of saw ourselves in him, yeah. right? Um, and again, like coming from Uncle Buck, where he worked with John Hughes, and John Hughes is like, yeah, this is the kid for this movie, and the rest is history. Anthony, did you also have those uh, washing machines and dryers as well? Uh, yes. I used to have a the my laundry machine make that big cranking noise too when uh like the the wind up toy. Yeah, that you're like, huh. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, that's mean. Okay, plumbing and heating. <laughs> They're really committed too to robbing all these places. Seriously, you would think that they would spread it out. Usually, when robbers, you know, do these B and E's, they'll do it in random houses on random blocks, so it doesn't feel like there's a pattern to it. They're t- they're cleaning out this whole street. Yeah. No stone unturned for them. Love how panicked Howard, uh, not Howard Stern, Daniel Stern is. Howard Stern. <laughs> Howard Stern also in this film. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Yellow. Ted. Yeah, great physical comedy in this film. Great physical comedy. Filthy animal. You know, whenever I go anywhere and say that to somebody, like at the movie theater, they don't like it that much. Well, I mean, Shay, you also point a gun at them as well. I think that helps. And that. I do spit on them. Don't forget it. <laughs> don't forget it, Daniel. 
God, I miss going to the movies. <laughs> Why would you say that? I wanted you all to feel tonight. Oh, I felt the pain, man. Felt the pain. I felt the pain. <laughs> I saw the sign. <laughs> Little uh, Ace of Base for you. Ace of Base. Yeah. A A wood. Here we go. Introduction of John Candy, who shot all of his scenes in one day. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's John Candy for you, you know? Yeah. He also improvised his lines. So good. They handed him a script and he said, get that script out of my face. And he said, John, not today. And then he was looking in the mirror when he said that too. <laughs> and then John Hughes had to be around. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Both of them were gone too soon, man. Like John Hughes and John Candy both died so young, so young that you would you would have thought where the, what they would have gone on to do to get together and separately as well. You know, I think about that so often for so many you know actors and actresses that just gone or even directors, any anyone in film that's gone too soon. You're like, wow, could you have wondered if they would be making a movie like this today, or would you see this actor in this movie instead? You know, right? Yeah. Um, I would have loved to see him in a, a dramatic role. John Candy? Uh, yeah. Because usually yeah. comedic actors play dramatic characters really well. well. Um, um, that's like something I would have loved to see him do. Too bad. He yeah. would have He would have done phenomenally. Because, oh, I mean, easily. like, you, you see his role in playing trains and automobiles. And, you know, he has that ability within him. And I think he would have gone on to do those some of those dramatic roles like we we saw robin williams too but um yeah he he just oh man i love john candy so much he's just like he's one of those actors who has like a who had a direct line to like my feels you know mm-hmm. another another family favorite as well I, I my family really loved john candy polka polka <laughs> he's just so likable you yeah. know Um, his birthday was not too long ago, and every year I, I always see like Ryan Reynolds talking so much about him as well too. That like he's you know he's he's a Canadian icon, and I think even in the states, obviously he's huge. But I, you know, like in Canada, we kind of take that that representation, especially like when you think of comedians of that era, like Dan Aykroyd, Eugene Levy, John Candy, Catherine O'Hara. Like uh, these are like giant comedians of the time from SNL and. Uh, from SCTV and just in doing movies at this time. And, you know, it was a great time for, for Canada and they really helped put Canada on the map. I think in terms of actors and just comedians and having a presence in Hollywood, you know? Yeah, definitely. I found polka music uh, fascinating. 
It's the first time, first, first uh, introduction to polka. So, as a kid, I'm like, "What is this really? polka music?" <laughs> it's a very, um, it's a very interesting genre of music. Yeah. I'll be honest. I played the clarinet for about. I started when I was around 11 years old, and I played till I was like 18 throughout like school and stuff, and I did lessons on my own. So I was more on the classical side of stuff. But like, whenever I had to learn like clarinet is a big instrument that's used in polka obviously so um it just whenever i would hear it or play that music it just i can't i couldn't help but laugh because it always just sounded like funny to me yeah i never got into it either (laughs) (laughs) that's so creepy (laughs) He's so I feel like I feel like if there was like a, a poster that came out today, like a minimalistic poster, it would be that shot. It'd be that'd be the Mondo poster. That'd be the hundred percent the Mondo poster. <laughs> I was telling Daniel today the the Mondo print that I have for Home Alone um, jumped up in price. Like the resale value for it is close to a thousand dollars wow yeah i just i guess it was for the longest time it was around 100 and 200 300 i guess it got more popular and popular and popular and popular this time of year too right i'm sure there's probably people looking for it and who want it i really wanted the national lampoon one that um they dropped uh it was either mondo or bottleneck but it was a really like beautiful uh national lampoon one but i'm like oh man like I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it right now. It's so nice. Here we go. Here's let's get some polka music. You know. Look at you. That's you right there, Daniel. That's me right there. <laughs> and that's also how it hit on girls. I'm like, try it. Try it. Like, try get it. away from me, you pervert. <laughs> Get your clarinet out of here. <laughs> I can't believe that that was sexy. <laughs> God, anyone listening to this commentary right now is just like, shut up and let me watch the movie. Also, why did I hit play on this commentary? <laughs> why do I like these guys? <laughs> Anyways, if you are watching this with our voice, this is your uh, you know minute check here. We're at the hour, three minute mark right now. and We hope you're having a good time with us. I'm having a good time. Are you guys having a good time? I'll be honest, not really, but that's fine. What could you do, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you could turn it off and go to sleep. I could. I could. Or stare what out else? the window. Well, there's not much to look at right now. No snow. Do you guys think we'll have a white Christmas this year? I don't know, man. It's Every time there's going to be snow this week or something, it just, like, it gets scared and goes away. It gets scared and goes away, This kid is so smart, but he still believes in Santa. He's just, yeah, he's just, just, are you trying to see Santa's real? That's like, that works so well, like the innocence of him, right? That mm-hmm. it's like, listen, I know how it works. I know you work for Santa. It's like, ah, uh, gotcha. You know? So I'm, I'm just kind of getting a vibe right now that you guys are thinking that Santa's not real. This, yeah, this man, he's real. Santa check. He's real. I, <laughs> I have been getting so many gifts that I specifically asked my parents for. 
all the time. So it's got to be him. Who else could it be? Yeah. It's not the Easter Bunny. It ain't. Would you take Tic Tacs from Santa? Oh, definitely uh, not. The last not this Santa, I'll be honest with you. Did you guys go see Santa at the mall growing up? A yes. lot. Yeah, yeah, too many times. Yeah, that, I feel like, like again, like with COVID and stuff, like obviously that's not happening this year, but like it's still something that every year I'm just like, damn, it's like it's always so busy when kids go see Santa. And it's like it also kind of makes me happy that you see that kind of like that happening still because I feel like that could have been something that could have gone away. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if like those like Santa pictures are still super popular. Like not this year, obviously, but like in the they past are, man. few years, they still are, eh? They are, oh, dude. Like I just remember seeing like like the packages and stuff they have now, and obviously you could just get a digital version of it instead of right. getting a, a photo that they print, and it's like it's the bougie parents a, want like their high end photos so they can post it on. Honestly, I I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would do that with my kid. Yeah, and then some malls have like sexy Santa, like oh. Yorkdale had like the sexy yeah. Santa. I remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're exploiting Santa. I don't know, Santa. You just let Santa be. You know, he's yeah, he's he, got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of work to do. He's like, got I a lot like of work Santa in the nineties. Yeah, now Santa he's now he's kind of a like a drug head. Oh, Santa is a super spreader event. You yeah. know, he's just going house to house across borders. Like, no, yeah. you can't do that. This also, year, he's a big fan of Hitler. Just wanted to throw that out there too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, you know, just as uh, one does in trying times, they they turn to God, and Kevin's like, God, give me the strength to. Kill these sons of bitches who are invading my home. <laughs> I wanted this to be like a scene from, you know, like a. I'm trying to think of what action movie is it where the where the guys in the church. And he's just, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, they just they, they have that moment of like turning to God, like give me the peace, and then like it cuts to him like loading a, a Glock together, loading a Glock and like killing somebody with piano wire. Yeah. Also, I love how there's this full on choir right now, full of children, and none of these kids' parents are in this church listening to them no. sing. No, nobody. I always find Catholic churches um, scary. Like these cathedrals? Yeah. I think it's all like the Renaissance it's, art and statues. Yeah, dungeon-y. And yeah they, they have like that, just like that old world, like 1600s vibe to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, the crosses everywhere. Crosses, yeah, the crosses and. Yeah, it's a little, um, could be definitely be frightening for sure. That's one thing a lot of people won't be able to do this year, go to church on uh, yep. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Growing up, my, Christmas, my dad would say, we have to go to church. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to go to church. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. As kids, like, like, even as adults, like, church isn't like a fun event. No. Right? And especially as a kid, it's like, it hurts to go, but the thing that I'd I'd always look forward to, like, growing up and going to Christmas Eve Mass was, like, the choir at my church that I went to, like, it was such a good choir that the music was always good, and I loved music, so I loved, like, hearing them play the music, and I also knew that once Mass finished, we'd, right from Mass, we'd go to um, Confession? Not to Confession, not on Christmas Eve! We'd go to, like, my, either our house or my uncle's house or my grandma's house for 
like my mom's side of the family would have like our Christmas celebration. And then that would be like, that would be the start of the events for Christmas. Right. Right. I would, my, my family was the same. We would do Christmas Eve mass and then go to my grandmother's, which the church was behind or actually, yeah, behind or in front of the, of their house. So, but yeah, it was pretty boring and uh, I wasn't uh, completely understanding what was happening. And yeah, I used to like opening the church books. Like the, like the, with the hymns? Yeah. (laughs) They always had like a distinct smell. Oh yeah. They always have like that old book smell, you know? Like, oh, printed in 1984. Good year. Good year. (laughs) Is this guy still alive? Uh, I'll find out. I'll be honest. I don't think he would be, but I'm hoping for Christmas Miracle as well. Damn. Wouldn't you feel bad if he was dead now? I I want him to be alive. Uh, I'm trying to find him. We also never never actually discussed the fact that Macaulay Culkin's brother is in this movie too. Yeah, yeah, Fuller. Yeah, but we just never said it. We we talked about you know his brother, but we didn't say that. Oh, he's in this movie. Yeah. Shit, where is he, man? Is it what's is it? Rory Culkin or Kieran? Yeah. Kieran Culkin. Kieran yeah. Culkin. He's, he's the one in, from um, Succession. Yeah, Succession and uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. <sighs> what's his name? <laughs> this old man. <laughs> Just look up yeah. Shovel Killer. Look for a black and white photo because I feel like he's a. <laughs> <laughs> look for a look for a hand drawn painting. That's that's oh, gonna his be his name is Roberts Blossom. Yeah, oh, Roberts Harley, Blossom. Yeah. Okay, he's a little dead. Yeah, yeah, he, he died uh, 2011. Yeah, at the age of 87. Hey, not bad, not a bad life. But yeah, not definitely black life. and white photo. You're right. Yeah, he looks like Albert Einstein in this picture. He does. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> he was in Close Encounters? Oh, wow. Yeah, and his character, Alcatraz. This is a guy who looks old no matter what age he is. Because I'm looking yeah. at his pictures, he looks literally the same age in every movie. Is it me or does Buzz kind of look like Kevin James? Yeah, he does. Now? Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking at his IMDb I photo? I was looking at his IMDb yeah, photo. Because I, I thought the same thing. Did you guys wear pajamas as a kid? Yeah. Sorry, did you ask if I ever wore pajamas as a kid? Like, like you know, like the nighttime pajamas. Like, yeah. Or did you? I'm just asking because not all kids do. You know, not all kids have that luxury. It's not luxury. Uh, it's just pajamas. Yeah. Right? But like, like, mutant but mutant like, animals, or but like, like as but like certain kids in like other countries, they would have like I don't know, just shorts and a t-shirt on, or maybe nothing. They'd sleep on a pile of rocks. Right. 
yeah, I didn't have like I had some pajamas that were like full on like top matching tops and bottoms, but then yeah. like I started to start wearing boxers and a t-shirt and then See, Daniel's uh, one of those kids. He didn't but I, but I did also have pajamas. Like yeah. I did wear pajamas as a well, child. Big, Anthony's over here like, yeah, I had a whole you wearing oh, boxers as a kid. Sorry, where was I wearing boxers? <laughs> like what age? Oh, uh, four and a half. Uh, maybe like nine or ten. I started. Oh, really? Eh? Why was was there an age limit for boxers? Yeah, did you win the I package? Mean, like, you, were, <laughs> you just got out of the pajama phase and went to the boxer know, phase. I still, had, I still had pajamas. Like I, I just wouldn't wear the pajamas every night. You know. Mm. I got so we have a tradition in my family. Christmas Eve, we we all get like new pajamas to wear for Christmas for Christmas morning. You know. Nice. I thought you were gonna say you all wear boxers. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but you don't you don't consider like I just consider pajamas like like now I just think of pajamas as like clothes I put on that I sleep in. You know, like I don't. I have pajamas. I still wear pajamas. I still have I like loungewear that I use to go to sleep. Of course, of course. Like, I specifically buy pants that I go to sleep in. Yeah, like the pla- like the plaid pants. See, and- I like sleeping in shorts now as, as like a an adult. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, I had like pajamas, but they weren't like themed or anything. They were like Oshkosh pajamas and things like that, you know. Oh, and you and you were you were you're out here saying kids sleeping on rocks, and you were you were rocking Oshkosh. Well, of course, I was in the Middle East. <laughs> there was the rocks and Oshkosh. Sorry, it was your <laughs> Oshkosh. You wore that when you were in first class. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Well, is Oshkosh like a like high brand? It's ex- expensive. Oh, kids clothes. I, like, I, I don't remember Oshkosh as like a like a high end kids brand. Not like like we're not talking fucking. No, it's not like Louis fucking Vuitton or anything. Yeah, right now, but like, <laughs> Dior. Oshkosh was like like if you like same if you had like Gap. Like baby gap, it's like that's ex- that's expensive. Oh, yeah. like your kid is warm if you're wearing Oshkosh. Yeah, my, I was warm as a child. I mean, also I lived in the Middle East, so I was warm being there. Yeah, I was <laughs> warm in my Oshkosh. But then when I came to like Canada, um, I definitely I think maybe had like like a pair of just regular whatever the Hudson's Bay clothing brand was at that time. Yeah, I, I feel like like when I think back to that time growing up, especially in Canada, it's like, you know, we had Zellers and we had like those stores that we would go and like they would have like those pajamas. Because even back then, like Walmart was like Walmart was like popular, but like I feel like there's so much more Walmarts here now. Oh, yeah. Than when we had Zellers, Zellers, right? So yeah, we had Zellers. We had Kmart back in the day, too. I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Walmart growing up. I remember Kmart in the Bay yes. and Zellers. Even Eaton's when they were around. Yeah, Eaton's um, was a big one. I don't remember Walmart either. I, I feel like Walmart became a bigger thing later. Yeah, there was only like I just remember the one Walmart in the the city that I I grew up in Brampton. It was like on Beauvard, and then Walmart. There's a Walmart at Square One in Mississauga. Like I just those were the like those were like the points I knew. I'm like, oh, they have one of these here too, and right. then now it's like they're everywhere, it's everywhere, and they have everything too. It's like it's not like back in the day where like. Even, it's not even too long ago. Like Anthony, you were just telling me before we started recording. I don't know if Shay was on yet. That a new Walmart opened up near you, and like it's like a giant, like new, uh, I can I guess like a new layout one. Yeah, like, so it's like, a new version like, of the of the I guess the the Walmart yeah. structure that they're using now. So they have like a pickup zone where you literally drive your car to this pickup zone and 
it's separate. It's not separate, but it's attached to the building. It's just, it's on yeah. the other side and you mm. just call the number or you go through your app and you request your order to come out and they bring it out. It's, it's crazy. Like, like I remember like growing crazy. up and like seeing, like watching, obviously here in Canada, we got a lot of us stations and seeing the commercials for Walmart that had grocery stores in it. And that like blowing my mind. Because Walmart was never a grocery store. Like even to this day, like I don't think of Walmart as a grocery. The store. first Walmart grocery store that happened, I think, was in Heartland. Because I remember I opened that store, I worked there, and after that, they all started to get updated and became these like Walmart super centers or whatever yeah. you call them. It's crazy. Like I never, I never thought of them as grocery stores. No, so, never. Like, there was always just like here's what these things like. It's just. And now, and that was like one of my like premier go to grocery stores. Yes, for everything. I think for any small business to survive in the future now, they should be selling food because they can be, they can stay open, you know, yeah. just like Walmart is able to stay open because yeah. it, apparently it, it's a logistic nightmare to yeah. segregate. And I know, uh, and I know some Walmarts in like Manitoba, they were saying like, oh, they're not going to let you buy things that aren't essential, but you kind of get into that weird area where it's like, well, what's not essential. And you know, if you want to shop locally, um, I'd love to support local, but I'm also trying to think <laughs> we live in a, we live in a suburban like city area. Like what local shops are around us to support, you know, it's only these big box stores. So just to be clear, I wasn't laughing at, you know, um, small mom and pop shops. I was laughing at Daniel Stern falling. <laughs> I, I was hoping you'd be steps. laughing at Daniel Stern falling down the steps. <laughs> That's just so funny the way he does it. This, I, I think from this point on to the movie, this is just masterful editing. Yeah. And sh- uh, just plot because it's just this is what you're waiting for this is what you wait for in the, in the second film and then for this film you're waiting for these moments to happen here because this is where like just like this is like the final battle of the film right yeah and they just it's just this masterful beginning to end i agree what do you think is the worst thing that kevin does to these guys in home alone one <sighs> I mean the, the the hair on fire or the hat on fire is pretty yeah. rough. I think that's like I think he had third degree burns for sure. Yeah, that'd be a rough one. I want to say the nail. Yes, that was second. Yeah, the the nail was second. Nail also, like when he steps on the the ornaments and they're just busting underneath his feet. Yeah, yeah. Fun that's fact: that's actually candy, and when they went to make the movie, ah. yeah. it's a. Uh, I always kind of cringe too at the. Uh, I don't think does he throw he throws stuff down the stairs in this one the, like when those paint the, cans the paint cans yeah paint yeah cans. that just that would mess your face up man oh yeah, like, yeah. I think it was Corridor Digital that did like a a Home Alone rated R version and it's just you just see like blood like crazy <laughs> during all of these. <laughs> Oh, that would hurt. Oh, that one. See, that one also is pretty rough. Like you, you, you're concussed at this point. Yeah, or or like if that thing was pointed down a little bit further, it would have impaled him. You would have impaled him for sure. Now, let's just say this is your house, Daniel. What is your setup for getting these guys to not come in? Um, honestly, like, can I pull anything that Kevin did or? <sighs> Let's, for now, let's just. Well, this let's one also. This also is painful. Yeah. yeah the, the, and I love the callback in the second film. Yes. Where, uh, the, where the hand is sticking out when he grabs Kevin because he was like uh, branded with the M. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'd, I, I would just have a. I would love to have like a slingshot with actual marbles in it. 
Yeah. Because I feel like that would do a lot of damage as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think just... I think what Kevin does here is pretty, like, like, fucked up as well, too, with, like, putting the nail, the single nail on the step. Like, he's... Uh, that's like that's diabolical man like that's methodical shit yeah. that he put all this stuff on the stairs but he only put a oh! nail oh, on one like that is evil man yeah uh but i don't know man like definitely i would definitely try and take them out from the feet feet up you know once yeah. you take their feet out then they're gone yeah. take their legs take their legs you know have a, a buzz saw that goes off as soon as they walk in just Slice them in half. Yeah. What about you, Anthony? What would be your uh, dream house, you know, setup? I don't know, man. I don't really. I really. I. I wouldn't know what to do. I probably would be too frantic and figure trying to figure out like why these people are getting into my house. Probably a baseball bat with a bunch of nails in it. I feel like you were going. You weren't going with an idea, and then I, I, I don't know where you were. Like, yeah, I'd kill them. <laughs> 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 that's that's the whole trick man just pretend i don't you know were still like you were still like yeah i don't know what i would do but i haven't really thought about it but i would get a louisville slugger and i would <laughs> have 16 nails on it okay each nail would have been sharpened for three weeks obviously yeah, oh, of course, Anthony, that's of what course. i think um when you think of this i think of the if anybody has watched the Zack snyder 2009 film watchmen when rorschach pours that vat of boiling oil mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. I think Kevin, I think they could have gotten away with that in this film. Ooh, that would have been like that's would, that's a, skin wouldn't melt. Skin would melt. Yeah. But I mean, am I protecting my house or what? I think you are. You know, like see look, right where uh Daniel Stern's gonna walk in, just a giant vat of, of oil from the French fries. Or just or, or macaroni and cheese that he um made but like scolding hot I definitely think Kevin grew up I take back what I said like I think he grew up to be some type of engineer um, where he designed weapons of mass destruction mm, very possible <laughs> or he works in the home security business yeah maybe he works at Home Depot <laughs> who knows <laughs> maybe you know? He, he he did such a good job of managing this house that he gave all Home Depot to worry about. He knows a lot about paint cans. He knows a lot about their weights and you know? their uh, at velocity they spin oh, at. Dude, that'd be another great short film where it's like, it's an adult Kevin McAllister working at Home Depot and it's just, somebody's coming in to buy stuff, like to renovate their home and he's getting like these PTSD flashbacks. Or he's <laughs> assisting them so well. He's like, well, if you want to protect your house from burglars you want to get yeah. this and the guy's just getting scared and scared like how do you yeah. know all these things yeah see we have so many ideas so many ideas why you look like a chicken <laughs> also like oh, oh they're dead you could also tell that wasn't joe pesci who oh, fell yeah, there for sure also that line was improvised are, are you are you gonna give up or you're hungry for more thirsty for more yeah or thirsty for more yeah yeah, these paint cans are like, yo, like he is, he's, he's already concussed. He now has a stage four concussion. Like that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. The force of the drop that for sure. You're like, I'm not robbing this, this kid's that, house anymore. I, it's not worth it anymore. That's a broken nose. That's like. <sighs> 
It's it's amazing though that this film came out the same year as Goodfellas, though. Yeah. That's why I said he off the set, you know? I just came right <laughs> He was doing his lines for this movie yeah, while he was filming Goodfellas. He's like, <laughs> you don't take us. <laughs> like, you can swear. And put him in motor oil. See, now he now he's talking. That now he's he's getting into character. Also, why can't he just say his own name? I don't know. Maybe because he didn't want the cops to know he was home alone. Maybe. But I would have hoped that made them come faster. Also, Kevin leaves himself a lot very open for the taking here. Oh, yeah. You know, like, Mar- um, Marv grabs him, and it's like, he- Kevin should have just been a lot faster. Yeah. Um, also, I don't care what was gra- who was grabbing my leg. There wouldn't be any situation I would ever grab a tarantula. No, no. I'm, I- I'm, I'm dying at that moment. Yeah. Just take me, Marv. I'm not. I'm oh, oh. the way that uh, and it, oh, the and way it turns that, around. Yeah, it just flips over <laughs> itself. Oh, I hate the way they move, man. Oh, if, if our fans of the show don't already know, I'm. I hate spiders. I, I respect them, but I do not like them. It's true. Daniel's name in high school was Spider as well. Yeah, but you like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, I love Spider Man. Yeah, and well, he's I mean, a big fan of Spider Man. Doesn't have eight legs, you know. <laughs> well. Man spider does. Fake oh, spider there though. Man spider. Look, that's a fake spider. Yeah. I always die of laughter. This scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. His face oh. is so priceless. <laughs> oh god. I wonder what broke. Someone's back. That's also definitely not Macaulay Culkin. That's a 30 year old right there. Yeah, you can tell by his shoulders. Yeah. It's like, why is he jacked? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's an adult man. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. Kevin, again, you're giving away your location, man. Like, yeah, I get you're trying to bait them, but like, don't. The <laughs> thing, if he had a cell phone, he could have. Yeah, see, nowadays you can just do it. Yeah, nowadays, you know, that house would have a phone. But I mean, like, houses had security systems. This house, for their rich ass family, did not have a security system. What does security look like in the 90s? I'm trying to just... That's a great question. But I feel like, like there'd be stuff like sensors and stuff like that, no? I don't know. 80s technology is um, it's too cyberpunk for me. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's so weird that the technology that we have now does not represent what they thought technology looked like or oh, would look no. like back then. Like, call it quits. Yeah, at this point, just give up. 
You know, it's not worth it. I mean, like, what's so special about the McAllister house? What are you stealing from this house that is going to be worth it? Buzz's, like, picture of his girlfriend? Good callback, though, that, like, of course, this, this basement would be flooded because... Avoid the nail. Is the nail gone? No, this is a different house, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. My neighbor's mind. house. But that's the callback of, like, them flooding all the houses. All the houses, place. yes. The wet bandits. Okay, first of all, there's no way he's okay. <gasps> oh, God. Again, U.S. Why are you wearing? I get, I get. His house is flooded, but they're still wearing those. He probably wears those boots in the house anyway. Also, that's kind of weird, though. Biting the fingers off—it's like very central. He actually bit his finger. Yeah. Oh man, that's a weird story to have. Well, he was scaring the kid, right? Like you, you, as. Adults, okay. you like you take but little also, parts of their also, movies. Movie, movies in the eighties and nineties always had cops just sliding in their cars like that. Yeah, just fucking drifting into the driveway. But also, like the house that the the bandits were in was that the that wasn't the neighbor's house because he that was wasn't no no that wasn't the neighbor's house. But no, no, sorry, no, that wasn't the, his house though. That wasn't his house. He just, I guess, because he lives. He lives in a different view, right? He lives yeah. in the ba- uh, near the. He's back. probably just watching this all go down. That sick fuck the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. He got a shovel to come down, but not all the other things. It was yeah. a special shovel. What's interesting though is that like these films didn't review well, one yes. and two, but they're so beloved. And two again is very much the same movie as one. But it still does something unique with it, you know? Yeah, and they're sitting unique at like 30% on like any unique New York. It's only at 30%. It's wild. We'll see you again, kid. What? And I, and I don't <laughs> understand why. Like, it's, it's a well-edited movie. Yeah. Composed well. Great acting. Great physical acting. Great story. Like, why, why would they consider it not yeah. a great movie? I wonder... What changed, like, how this film became such a global hit? Why it's so globally beloved, you know? It's interesting. It's interesting how that happens. Like, Roger Ebert gave it, gave it two and a half stars back in 1990. Home Alone 2 sits at uh, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's wild to me. If Home Alone had limited itself to the things that might possibly happen to a forgotten eight-year-old, I think I would have, have liked it more. What I didn't enjoy was the subplot involving the burglars, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, who also immediately spotted by little Kevin and made the targets of his cleverness. Hmm. 
I think it's like maybe they they expected this movie to be different, and then it grew into its own culture. We'll say mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, because they envisioned something else for this movie. I don't know. A lot of the reviews for um, the second one were like, "Oh, it's too violent," and I'm like, "Okay, I don't think it was like that violent." I mean, it's it's definitely violent, but it's not like a horror movie. The New York Times uh, headline for for the review is "Holiday Black Comedy for Modern Children." Oh, oh wow! Odd. Yeah, I wonder if these guys, um, if they were to review it again, they would give it a different score. Yeah. I mean, what would you guys give it? What would we give it? It's an 8 out of 10. I'd say it's a a watch it for sure. It's a watch it it for sure. What is Anthony giving these numbered reviews here? Either you watch or you don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're not not wrong. Watch it, stream it, eat it. it, (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah. I love so I think John Williams with that score that's somewhere in my memory song is just such a beautiful song that just this literally just wraps up this film so perfectly. I agree. It encapsulates that Christmas feeling, you know? I'll be honest, like again, like out of all the things that we've gone through this year. It still trips me out to see the dates. Like, obviously, this is coming out December 18th. We're recording on the 16th. Um, it just, again, it's so hard to process that we're in December and like Christmas is a week away. You know, it just, it just blows my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time flies, man. When you're having fun <laughs> or when you're in a pandemic. <laughs> Kevin's just like his clothes are all torn up. He has the blood everywhere. He's like eating raw steak that he found in the freezer. <laughs> I always considered my mom to be the same exact mom from this from Home Alone. She's Your little, mom's little, Catherine O'Hara. They're literally, oops, sorry. They're literally the same person. Really, eh? Yeah. Did your mom make you sleep in the attic? No, we don't have an attic in my house. Is that a but, thing that houses have in Canada, though? I've never seen a house with an attic. All houses have, like, that little access, like, to the roof. But I've never seen attics like we see them in TV shows where it's like, oh, here's another floor of your house. Yeah. yeah I'm afraid no, to I- open mine one day and, like, snakes come out of it or something. Oh, for sure. Why would there be snakes, though? Because there was a house that I read about that had, like, all these snakes in the attic. And then when, like, the new family moved in, they're like, oh, let's take a look. And literally, like, the snakes, like, crushed the, the ceiling oh it's crazy okay. i saw on the news today that florida has uh python sniffing dogs i'm sorry what yeah 
And I was like, man, I never want to go back to Florida. I was trying to figure out if you meant like there are pythons that sniff for dogs or if dogs sniff for pythons. No, that's actually dogs that sniff for pythons. Or and dogs that are half python, half dog. What? Oh God. A pythog? A, p- a pythog? <laughs> Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> oh, God. Why did you send the article to us, Daniel? Now I'm upset. <laughs> I just wanted you to... It looks like a border. <laughs> I just wanted you to um, to know that I wasn't lying. Yeah, look up a Python sniffing dogs on Google. I mean, this is... You know, we've, we've covered a range of topics um, throughout this commentary. I think this, this may be one of my favorite commentaries that we've done. Oh, um, that means a lot. And I think it's, it's nice that like we're, we're wrapping up our year um, obviously with one of the quintessential Christmas films, but also just just having a nice conversation. I agree. Anything? You have anything to add? Uh, I hate all of you. There you oh, go. Okay. So Merry it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. <laughs> God, this is this golden tooth. Nowadays, we would have just uh, probably picked picked it up with you know one of those retractable hands because. <laughs> you know, are we living in like the the world from Wally, where we're just all so lazy we don't like move? I think and he stuff? Means COVID. Uh, COVID. The vid, bro. Yo, Kevin looks kind of sinister here, though, eh? You believe like this time, this era, like they would not have ever expected a global pandemic like this. No, no. I, and, and, it, and it freaks me out watching movies to this day where I'm like, oh my God, they're not wearing masks. Look at all the people together right now. <laughs> and it's crazy how like uh, nine months of that conditioning has really changed your perception of like crowds and all of that, right? Seriously. You mi- I miss it though. Like uh, obviously like we miss the old ways, but like you don't, again, you don't realize how good you have something until it's gone. Yeah. Right. Okay, buddy, relax. Yeah. Well, he did pretty much destroy his room. (laughs) I'm surprised the house is is in good condition as it is. Exactly. Wow. We did it, guys. We did it. So, we are done. That's a a great film, you know? I'm glad there was a conversation that we had about it, too. And I think, uh, overall, this is one of our best commentaries we've had. And if you missed out on it, are you a sucker or what? Oh, easily. Sucker. (laughs) Sucker. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add before we wrap up? No, I'll let you. Uh, Merry take Christmas. We still have another episode. Another episode coming. It's true. Yeah, but you know what? If they listen to this on Christmas Day, which maybe oh. a lot of people will because they're going to watch this movie on Christmas Day. And since this Christmas, you're probably going to be spending it with just people in your house. Why not have us over this way? Yeah. Let's get together by being apart. But yeah, if you are listening to this, uh, of course, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We hope you're getting to get some time away from the busy day-to-day life and hoping to take some time just to decompress and be with your loved ones and staying safe. For sure. For sure. Now, guys, don't forget, you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast 
every Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to be a part of the show, go ahead and give us your comments, your suggestions, your corrections. You can head on over to thisTimeWith.com slash talk. And don't forget to follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Join our Discord as well. We're having some great conversations. Let us know what you're watching uh, what are your uh, quintessential Christmas movies? And either let us know on thistimewith.com slash talk or, or chat us away on the Discord. Our show notes are at the bottom. All those links and more. Monday, the December of the 20th of the 1st will be our final episode of this year. Uh, so make sure you can check it out and, you know, look for our reviews on One Room in 1984 and Soul later this month. And that was This Time with Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next. <laughs>